Welcome to the Walk Podcast of the Thompson Institute, a podcast for students and faculty on your walk across campus as a resource for your spiritual journey. I'm Aaron Badenhop. And I'm Jordan Browning. And we are your hosts and fellow Buckeyes. In our next episode of The Walk, we continue our interview with marketing professor Scott LaCrosse, and we ask him how work in the marketplace can be more than a secular endeavor, but can be a God-given vocation. You mentioned, uh, too, that like as, as you were wrestling with kind of ministry or going into the workplace or going into business... And it sounded like you were kind of even identifying that uh, kind of in the Christian subculture, maybe it can be easy to sort of separate those two things as like going into something like ministry, being a pastor, working for a church, uh, working for a ministry is an essentially spiritual work. But then doing something like business, engineering, uh, these are kind of quote unquote secular jobs, right. uh, and and unintentionally maybe there can be this like well the the people that do these spiritual jobs man God's working in their life but those the rest of us sort of uh, have to take these other jobs you know and so maybe I yeah I don't know if you can speak into kind of that false dichotomy and even even work itself or the business world being something that can be uh, essentially Christian or informed by your faith. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a big topic for me. And and it comes back to just knowing what my mindset was back then and sort of now fast forward 15, I guess 17 years. I like to round down to 15 years. <laughs> um, just you know, different perspective. But I remember thinking, you know, I was deciding between ministry or business. And like there was this hard line between mm-hmm. the two. And I think that's part of it is cultural um, because, you know, we now have this where you know, ministry is a profession, is a vocation. Um, but the reality is, I mean, that's not biblical. I mean, ministry is is a lifestyle, right? And uh, ministry is done wherever you are. Um, I mean, even, you know, Paul, right? He, he had a profession, right? He's a tent maker. So he had to do other things outside of what we know as his maybe primary mission. Um, so it's not a ministry or, right? It's a ministry how. Um, and so... You know, having been in sort of both sides of that, you know, being a staff, you know, through a church and kind of that being sort of my profession and then also basically doing in the business world, doing marketing, it's still ministry, right? Um, You know, I have friends who have been on crew staff since college, right? And so they're doing ministry in a certain place, right? Geography with a student, a certain group of people, you know, students. Um, you know, I spent almost 10 years working in businesses and I feel like I was still in ministry. Um, it was just a different, you know, geography, different area, different group of people. So, I mean, ministry, we're supposed to be doing ministry through the way we live our lives, you know, not, not like checking in, checking out, you know, uh, as a job. So, you know, market, if you want to call it marketplace ministry, I mean, that's something that is kind of a growing thing, right? Sort of organizations that are around marketplace ministry, but I'm very... I very much believe that ministry is always happening um, and sort of where you're at doesn't really matter. Um, so, you know, the way that could look like, I mean, it's slightly different, obviously. Um, it's not like I can go into a, a business meeting with my, you know, finance partners and start talking about spiritual issues just before we get into it. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, ministry is just relationships. I mean, again, we can put this label on it and think, 
and label it as different activities that happen, but ministry is relationships. Um, and that is the same whether you're on staff at a college campus, or whether you are working with people in a business setting, you're building relationships. Um, and so you can, you can reach people and impact people through those relationships no matter where you're at. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so even with your own experience in the business world and then even how you see business students being educated as one of the educators, um, are there ways that you imagine business, uh, the business world being utilized for or towards a common good um, for all of us, even even how might kind of the secularism of our time kind of assuming the assumption that God is not present uh, and operating out of that, like how, does, how do you think like that might present challenges to companies that are simply pursuing essentially the bottom line? I think that's kind of the stereotype for those not in the business world is like these, these corporations are right. kind of just about the bottom line. Um, and then, so on top of that too, how might even Jesus be relevant to this discussion, I guess? Yeah, that's, there's a lot there. Um, so part of it, I think is we, we think of business as sort of this entity, right? Like where the business does this and is, is that a a company who is focused on that as if the company is something, Hmm. but it's not, it's, it's a group of people, right? It's, it's a group of people who are making decisions, um, you know, no different than a church is, right? A church is not a building. A church is a group of people who are, you know, coming together and doing things. So I think first of all is sort of um, maybe even trying to blur the lines a little bit between what a company is and what business is and what anything else is that we do every day, right? Whether it's a church or a group or a nonprofit. I mean, it, there's a lot more that is similar than is that are different. I mean, obviously they have differences, but really if you put them on top of each other, it's just a bunch of people doing activities, making decisions, and working together towards a, a goal. Um, now, with that said, certainly a, an aspect of, of um, business is making money, but having come from the church, I mean, churches have to think about the same thing. Uh, nonprofits have to say, think about the same thing. I mean, the reality is we live in a world where money is needed. Um, so with that, given how many people are, there are, how many companies there are, certainly there's going to be... Um, companies who are chasing after maybe that is the goal. Um, you know, for being honest, there might even be probably churches that are chasing after that as a goal, right? Um, things that are where Jesus is maybe not front and center, where it's more about how big the building is or the type of music that's played or, you know, so that's, that's just going to be there. Um, and I don't, you know, want to think of like, oh, there's a companies that are got it wrong. So therefore, um, all comp- all business is bad because hmm. uh, I've worked with and I worked uh, for companies that I think the people in charge really genuinely cared about what was done. Um, so you know it's it's not an easy thing. It's not like a clear black and white. I think it's it's a matter of um, it's, you know it comes down to a cultural thing. You know if you're working at a company and 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 hopefully that is something that's important to you. It's just what is the culture of the company like? Real and that really comes down to is how are decisions made. Right, I mean, you really want to know, you know, the true culture of something. Um, it, it really isn't a matter of what's said, you know, whether it's the words that are painted on the wall in the, in the headquarters mm-hmm. or or on the website or the, you know, things that they tell you to put on your desk. It's when you have to make decisions. What's the criteria for making decisions? Um, and I've, you know, I've been there where 
maybe the, the main decision deciding factor was what's the impact of the bottom line. And then I've been in other situations where it's, we're going to take a hit, but this is the right thing to do. Um, so it, it happens both ways. Um, so, you know, I think it's, we're in a time where given just the transparency that's out there, I think the information age that we're in with social media, just the immediacy of information available is changing things. And I think one of the things that is changing is um, the accountability for businesses. You know, gone are the days where you could sort of, it's, it was easy at least to say one thing and do another, right? 30, 40 years ago, you probably could do that. You could sort of put a face on and you could make, you know, make decisions and actions and it just wasn't as visible. Well, now everything's visible, right? Transparency is, is automatic. So that's a good thing, I think, because it's keeping companies accountable. And so I think, um, and, you know, given just the consumer types of consumers with millennials and sort of the newer generations, they care more about the values of companies. And not necessarily the values of companies that's that's advertised. It's the values of companies that are actually sort of put forward and in the way they make decisions. And and so that's a good thing. I think so, so. I think there's a lot of positive things that are happening. Of course, with you know billions of people and how many companies in the world, there's always going to be companies who sort of make decisions you know based on the bottom line. But um, you know, I've worked with some really great companies who are wanting to make a positive difference. And I do believe that business is a really great and important tool to do that. Um, not only because there's so many people in it, but there's just that there's resources and, you know, monetary, you know, um, intellectual resources, uh, the, just the ability to get things done. Um, and I, so I think business just as a tool is a great way to make some positive impact in the world. Um, whether it's just through felt needs or through, you know, however that is, connecting people to what they need. So I'm a, I'm a proponent of that. I, th- I think business is a great way. And that's why, you know, as I'm educating, I guess you could say, um, people in marketing specifically, uh, I always joke on my first day, you know, marketing gets kind of a bad rap. It's like, you, you know, I, I say you can, we kind of group marketing in with lawyers, right? You know, people think marketing is just about, you know, people trying to get somebody to buy products that they don't need with money they don't have to impress people they don't even like. Like sort of the reputation, right? Just like lawyers are like, oh, they're just, you know, chasing money. I'm like, well, obviously there's probably some marketers who do that, but really marketing is a tool, you know, understanding what's important to people and trying to communicate something in a compelling way. Nonprofits need marketing. Churches need marketing. And, you know, organizations who are really trying to better the world need marketing. So, you know, it's not as sort of lump everything together as um, people tend to do. Well, Jordan was unable to make our time of reflecting on uh, his interview with Scott LaCrosse, but what stood out to me from this episode was when he was talking about marketing as being a tool that could be used for the common good. Uh, I, th- I think it was kind of funny how tongue-in-cheek he was comparing marketing to the perception people have of lawyers, you know, that people are in marketing are just there to basically extract money from people. (laughs) Um, But I thought it was cool how he talked about marketing as sort of a neutral tool. Of course, it can be used for uh, unjust gain uh, in some ways, but it can also be used for for great good, as he talked about how uh, nonprofits, for example, need need marketing. Um, And so uh, I think that uh, it was interesting to see how his his faith shaped even his perception of marketing and how it can be used for good. 
Well, don't miss out on our special event with philosophers Gregory Gansel and Eric Weilenberg on February the 28th, which is a Thursday. Uh, and the event is entitled, Are You Free? Christian and atheist scholars seek to make sense of our innate desire for personal freedom. And that event will be in the Archie Griffin Ballroom in the Ohio Union and will start at 8 o'clock again on February 28th. And we hope to see you there. Thanks so much for listening to The Walk of the Thompson Institute. The personal views presented by the scholars and professors on our podcast do not represent the views of their employer. For upcoming events and for more information, visit thethompsoninstitute.org, a program of CREW at Ohio State.